podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Anfield Index podcast on a night on which Anfield Index celebrates its seventh birthday, at least according to Young Tandon on the Twitter earlier. So I'm your Johnny Come Lately host, Trev Downey, and I'm joined by more credible veterans of the channel in Carl Kopic and Cam Branch. Good evening, Carl. Hello there. Veteran reference number one. Yeah, well, we do we do like to um, make a good note of your status, my friend. And good evening to you, Cam. I have marvellous dreams. I meet Buddha. I meet Jesus. I meet Muhammad. I constantly dream of space, stars and planets. We are the children of stardust. Uh, Carl, were you where we've been joined by Brian Blessed on the night? I'm actually in tears. Actual tears. That is magnificent. I have to say that is that is that's a beautiful thing. I, I, I'm assuming, Cam, that that is actually you, and you haven't been possessed by the spirit of Brian Blessed. He is the spirit animal of the show, after all. What would, would you like to put some? Would you like to put some context on that particular quote? Yeah, sure. I mean, that was a uh, thanks to Kay, who uh, was on the verge of running a book earlier on what I would say first on the show tonight. So um, I, I'm, I'm I'm sure I won. I think you have absolutely stumped any chances that I ever had. Can of you that. imagine if you haven't, though? Can you imagine if you guessed that? Oh, fucking that hell. Would, if, if Kane, <laughs> seriously, if Cave shows us, a, shows us a WhatsApp chat tomorrow where he predicted that, I'm, I'm just town. That's it. Just town for the week. Yeah, tops off forever. That's, tops off forever. <laughs> <laughs> I'll uh, write him into my will. <laughs> uh, well as you know folks we do try to bring you our very distinctive view of the week's events from planet liverpool so you should probably think of this as seeing the reflection of the earth in a mars bound tesla you knew it was there but it's comforting and thank god it's round and you don't have to join the flat earth brigade carl i wanted to just start off with something that's sort of been eating away at me because i don't know if you know this or not but i'm a card carrying conspiracy theorist proudly so and uh, because for the majority of the cases cases uh, that I'd be interested in. I think that there's a very, very good, um, some very good points to be made and not a tinfoil hat wearer. But I have to say, even I was delighted by the expressions of relief that some people were making earlier on over the last couple of 24 hours or so that, oh, yeah, well, you can see the earth is definitely round in the shiny paint job of Elon's four-wheeled ego trip. So I have a question for you, my friend. Have oh. you ever, ta- ever entertained the possibility that the moon landing was faked? Interesting. Um, this is a little known fact about me, not that anyone would matter, but would care, but I uh, have a diploma in astronomy from Central Action University, which I took after my degree. So this, this, this is just something we do at work, by the way. You get your credentials out before you start spouting. Um, the conspiracy theory about the moon thing is absolute bollocks, and I know all the arguments about um, uh, the, the radiation would bomb would kill them out there, the fact that the flag stands up... Uh, which, is, which people think that means there's wind on the moon and there isn't because it's a vacuum. Um, it, it's held up because it's held up. Um, people went to the moon, and I like the fact that Buzz Aldrin punches people, or used to punch people um, who said that they didn't. They went to the moon. They knew what they were doing. What about the idea that they went to the moon, sure, eventually, but that that initial one was definitely fake because there's just too much stuff going on? You can see you stuff just, on the moon. You can, you see, can see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You yeah, can see like, uh, Tranquility base over it's called. So basically, have you ever had the pleasure of looking through an actual high-powered telescope and seeing something on the moon that looks like debris from a landing? I haven't, but you can see it. Um, there are sites which, which basically show you where the shadows are of things. Yeah. Um, and and I've, I've looked into more telescopes than most people, I would say. Well, actually, for, for this madly off topic here, um, the moon is a bit of a pain in the arse for astronomers because it basically brightens the sky for two weeks of the month. And astronomers need dark skies to see galaxies. Oh, and it bleaches out basically yeah. the, the, what you can but see. Oh, it's okay, an absolute pain in the ass. Well, do you know what? You've you've elevated that after I thought you were going down a really carry-on route by saying I've looked in more telescopes than most, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so, so uh, Cam, I've got the same question for you. Have you ever entertained the possibility that the moon landing was faked like I have? I did till 21, 28. 
this evening. <laughs> when when <laughs> astronomer Kapak just blew 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 it all apart for me. I was always I was always uh, convinced by the the flag theory for whatever oh, reason. Yeah. Not that I'd ever looked into yeah, it. Yeah, it starts. Yeah, it's it's built up. It's, they they literally sort of had to crank hang crank it up. Yeah, and um, I was just convinced that it was all true. What everybody was ever saying about it and so now i'm uh yeah i i i believe that the moon landing were real was real um i was about seven months old at the time uh or six months old whatever it was and uh i i'm sure i watched it with my with my dad at the time when it was on the tv if we had a tv not that i've never asked him mm. and not that i still can unfortunately but uh, maybe i'll ask my mum tomorrow now I could go for a full hour on this as to why there are several issues with it, but I won't do that to you. I was just curious to know where you two gents stood. And listen, lads, I have to that, say... That, that's, that's on the red button. That's on the red button. That, that's that's, <laughs> on, that's on the, the special extra content for our, for our Patreon listeners uh, who, uh, who who have uh, subscribed or whatever the model is these days. Look, I, I have been told, gents, I have to share this with you. It's uh, it's uh, it's in the spirit of being honest with you. You, you, you guys can all see the positive the feedback that we get every week from people and it's nice and it's very much appreciated um but this more the merrier the, the more exactly. the but despite the fact that we seem to think we're uh, quite the uh, the light-hearted guffawing old rogues there may occasionally it turns out be a little bit of dour negativity coming from certain corners no. Podcast. no i won't have that for a second i, I it's been said it's been suggested so in an effort to kind of sprinkle some uh, puppy dogs and rainbows and fairy dust around what i'd like us to do if we could is limit ourselves to just one thing that we moan about in regards to liverpool now it doesn't just over the over the course of the podcast if we can all limit ourselves to just one moan now you can moan about that thing all night if you want but it has to be just one topic that you moan about i think it should impose a certain discipline on us and like i say i mean uh <laughs> You know, I, 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 we we are generally happy go lucky types on here. It's it's strange to me to hear that, but it does turn out uh, that that may be just our perception, and maybe you fuckers are dragging people down uh, and not actually making them laugh with your with your innocent nonsense. But anyway, like I say, we care about listener welfare here in the IP. So damn it, we're going to try this thing. So I was going to say, let's get all the bad stuff out of the way early on. If Carl, do you want to go with your moan of the week first, or do you want to pick out something positive and talk to me about Liverpool land in? regards to either a good thing or a bad thing i'm going to go the opposite way um i'm profoundly in love with liverpool at the moment because liverpool have just done something something incredibly nice for me um without without wishing to bring things down um a lot of people who know me on twitter and things will know that my sister died recently and um on sunday's game uh the program uh the club put put in a obituary tour and that made me think and that was lovely it really was lovely It it was written by a friend of mine i've discovered since and who was just happened to be talking to Tony Barrett, and Tony Barrett, along with others, uh, put a column, um, to, and that made a made a massive difference to my family. It's such a nice thing to do because Liverpool is something I've grown up with, and to be acknowledged that the club acknowledged my sister's life and she was a big red, then um, yeah, that's 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 lovely. That's that's what I'm in this for. Yeah, I thought it, I thought it was class. I, I just thought it was just pure class. And yeah, like yeah. I said, like I said to you before, I thought the, I thought the words chosen that, that you say your mate wrote just beautiful and uh, heartfelt and 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 g- gave you a sense of person. And yeah, fair play because like, it's so easy to constantly gripe. Um, so it is nice to see something uh, classy getting done. Um, um, even if it is on the rare occasion, uh, that was indeed a, a very touching and beautiful thing. So fair well, play and credit where it's due. I mean. Uh, Cam, are you going to start on a similarly upbeat note in terms of looking at something positive, or do you want to get your moan out of the way? I mean, feel free to play the Joker card at any point. Um, I I can't think of anything that I particularly want to moan about this week. Honestly, um, honestly, I, I mean, I I may have a, a moan at something during the course of our conversation, but mm-hmm. be I careful, mean, you got to restrict it to one. That's all I'm saying. Just. <laughs> I can't promise I can do that. That's well, you're going to have to. This is the strange social experiment that I've imposed on you this evening. I'm afraid this is how it's going to be. <laughs> I'm, I, I, I'm baffled as to what to do now. I'm in complete limbo here. Um, this, is, this, this is like that scene in Clockwork Orange. Yeah. Where, he, where, where he can't watch violence anymore because it makes him sick. Now what do we do? We've got to be nice. I know. Yeah, Jesus. Yeah. 
Well, I suppose the main thing that I, I want to avoid, and I might as well like, you might as well share the making of the sausage with the listeners. Like I was speaking to you before before we start recording. I, the last thing I want to do is be yet another pod analyzing a game and all the incidents about the referees and the should we have VAR and should the should John Moss be uh, sent away on a raft somewhere. I mean, I, I think to be honest with you, all of those things are now done to death and a little bit redundant. But I suppose. Cam, I know that maybe you might get the ball rolling for us this evening because I know that in a in a in a rare and beautiful moment of of uh, dedication to the cause, you've put together something of a a little compendium of facts and figures um, around the idea of Liverpool in relation to Spurs because. Uh, last week's game brought into sort of sharp relief the idea of the two clubs going head to head and the idea of where they are in relation to each other. Would you mind just sharing with us what it is that you've basically been looking at? Yeah, what I've done is um, I've gone back to fourteen fifteen when uh, Mauricio Pochettino took over Spurs and and I've looked at what their net spend has been over that time, um, how they've done in cup competitions, um, goals scored, goals against, league positions. And then I've done the same thing for for Liverpool to sort of see where the two clubs are. Um, But rather than doing it for 14-15 for Liverpool, I've done it from when Jürgen took over, but from that summer. Okay. Okay. Um, so what, what kind of sample size in terms of time are you talking for both guys? Are, you, are we looking at a similar amount of time or just a bit longer for one or the two, other? Two years, three years, by the time. Um, Liverpool will be three years, nearly three years yeah. as such. Um, well, no, it's not even three years, is it? Because it, it would have started, opt- for Liverpool, it would have started October 2015 to present day. Sure. So, okay. And then for, for Spurs, it would have started in the summer of yeah, 2014. Okay. Yeah, a little bit earlier. So, that bit but, earlier, sorry. yeah, but, but the reason I've done it that way is because I mean I can I can add in what Liverpool spent in fourteen fifteen, but it was all Brendan Rodgers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, no, that's yeah. cool. That's cool. So talk yeah. talk talk to us. Tell tell us tell us some uh, tell us some revelations that have have popped out. And bef- actually, do you know what? Before you do, Carl, let's have a guess. Me and you at a few of these things. I mean, how do you reckon Klopp is going to compare in terms of some of the metrics there that Cam, that Cam mentioned? Cam, just quickly again, hop them off me again. The main things you're going to look at are what. Okay, um, average net spend, well, no, the, the net spend per year and what their average is over that period and what their average works out over those years. Okay. Per season. Right. Um, their, uh, what else have I done there? Uh, how many finals they've been in, how many trophies they've won. Okay. In that period, uh, or okay. how many semi-finals they've been in. And okay. then I've looked at league positions as well okay. where they finished in the league and who's progressing who's digressing or vice versa whichever way you want to look at okay carl let's go back to this first of all we happen to know don't we because we spoke recently about the net spend of liverpool being about 10 million i think per window yeah. over, over the course of uh fsg's time which means over the course of Klopp's time as well averaged out though over just more than his time but do you reckon spurs is going to be more than that i think i think that's all hampered by the gareth bale money because they sent okay. him for a lot, they sent him for a lot of money, spent a lot of money, then waited a year and didn't do anything until the players got better. So like yes. Ericsson, Eric Eriksson kicked on and things like that. So you um, think that that's that's going to fudge it? Do you reckon though overall the average will be higher or lower than us per window? Slightly higher, I'd say, because imagine they, they, they sold Kyle Walker for fifty million. Yeah, I imagine. We've I'm also gonna... sold we've also sold for Coutinho for one hundred eight million in that period as well. Yeah. yeah. I'm gonna imagine it might be it might be higher as well. Um, and the other things in terms of uh, I suppose objective success with um, trophies reached and semi-finals reached and stuff like that. Um, again, this is not actually knowing stuff about the immediate history of the game is definitely not my strong point because I have a, a goldfish memory and then I'm much better when we go back to the 80s. I can remember stuff in great detail, but uh, you'd be better in this kind of immediate memory stuff. How do you reckon the two clubs have fared in comparison over that over those? Three odd years. Well, I know they had a third. They finished one season third when they should have finished second. Yeah. When they when they didn't win the league, uh, uh, when Leicester won it, they basically just knocked off and Arsenal took took over on the last game of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, and we we've had a fourth and a fifth or sixth, whatever it was. No, it was mm-hmm. a seventh, wasn't it? Um, whatever eighth. it was. We've had a eighth, couple of yeah, we've eighth, had a yeah. we've had a couple of finals. Uh, uh, we've, had, we've had two finals. 
Yeah, we've had two finals. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm curious. Cam, lay it out for us there and kind of stark facts and let's see. Because I think an awful lot of people, when they're having a moan, they look at Spurs as being ahead of us. And yeah. when, and then when, when it doesn't suit that particular narrative, they, they say, we are Liverpool, we should be this, that and the other. And yeah, I've got a little point to make about the whole we are Liverpool thing in a little bit. But let's hear what you have to say about this, objectively speaking now. Okay, what, what do you want me to start with? Uh, league position or next? Net spend. Start with the net spend because that was the first one me and Carlo were uh, chatting right, about. Cool. Um, Spurs' net spend over the four seasons that Mauricio Pochettino has been there, or this whatever number of transfer windows it's been, has, has been just under 35 million. Is that per season or per window? That's in total. That's in total. Okay. So yeah. over. To, yeah, okay. So that's. So, geez, so it's just so a bit more. Net spend per season is averaging. Uh, just over eight and a half million, eight point six five million. Uh-huh. Liverpool's, whilst Jurgen Klopp has been in charge, their net spend has been twenty eight and a half million, yeah. which okay. equates to nine and a half million. So That's just over a million pound, which is what you both said. We we we've averaged a little bit more on the net spend. But we've also sold Raheem Sterling and Philip Coutinho. Whereas, as you pointed out. Spurs have sold Gareth Bale oh. and Carl Walker. So yeah. that balances out. Yeah, yeah, okay. Oh, Gareth, so that... Gareth, Gareth Bale wasn't Pochettino, though, was he? Um, no, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming it was because of... Yeah, I just thought it was because of the way you, you, you put it in there. But no, you, yeah. You, yeah. But, you know, there's... Even so, it is what it is. Yeah. It doesn't matter what, what the... It's about, what you know, everybody goes on about net spend, net spend, net spend, you know. Well, if we want to be like Spurs... Should we should we therefore be spending less? Yeah. So there's, there's there's little or nothing between the between there's, the clubs it's just, on, it's, on it's that. It's less than a million per season. Okay. They got, they got money back for Roberto Soldado. Still stumps me that to be honest. That's amazing. <laughs> he was twenty million, twenty eight million for them as well. He's an absolute pony. But he again, and he had been good anyway. Next next category, Cam is what? Next category is a uh, league position. Right. So fourteen fifteen when uh, Pochettino took over. Spurs that season finished fifth. Liverpool that season finished sixth with Rodgers. Right. The following season, 15-16, Spurs improved and finished third. Whereas Klopp took over in October and we finished eighth. Yeah. Mm. The following season, 16-17, which was the... um, So that 15-16 was the season Leicester won the league. Yeah, so they finished third. They finished third in the two-horse race. Yeah. Not that I'm having a dig at Spurs there, but I am. But Just to stick up for Carl. So Liverpool went from 6th to 8th. Spurs went from 5th to 3rd. The next season, 16-17, Spurs finished 2nd. Whereas Liverpool went from 8th to 4th. Yeah. So that was last season. Yeah. Yeah. And then okay. this season, currently, Spurs are 5th and we are 3rd. So at the moment, in league position terms, we've been improving under Klopp. Yeah. At the moment, Spurs this season have gone backwards a little bit. Yeah, yeah, but, but as you say, but we that, this so yeah this is only a partial sample. And your last category was what again? Um, well, we can look at trophies. We can look at uh, uh, average no, no. goals. You know, um, we can look at the goals scored per season. Actually, uh, that's let, let, let's take that one as our last one because I think there's an awful lot of guff talked about goal scoring. Um, do you have concession as well by any chance, or is it just goal scored you have? I've got goals against as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let, let's let let's 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 look at the the last season or two with both clubs there. Right, sure. Um, fifteen sixteen when uh, well, the first season Pochettino came in, they scored fifty eight, conceded fifty three. He's then, what he's done is he's, it's, it is really, really good when you look at the figures. 15, 16, they scored 67. So they've increased the number of goals they scored, but they only conceded 35. So it's improved the goals from a, a plus five deficit to a plus 34 deficit. Right. Uh, for, uh, 67, 31 deficit, 32 deficit. Can't read my writing yet. Um, in 16, 17, they've scored 86, but they've only conceded 26. Christ. So they've got a plus 60. Mm. And at the moment, they've scored 51, conceded 24. So it's a 27 goal difference. Liverpool in that time, uh, 14 15, which was obviously uh, Rodgers, scored so, 
scored 52, conceded 48. Yeah, so it was plus four, whereas Spurs that season had plus five. It it, it was minus five going into... um, We we lost five goals on the last day, didn't we? We did, we did, yeah. 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 Actually, actually, do you know, just before you go on, can we just pause there and remember the bad old days of the last season under Brendan and be comparatively happy at least, despite all the grumbling about how things are going, and now let's hear how they've improved. Go ahead, Cam. Well, can I also say that that recent season where you really want to write a book about Liverpool, about 14, yep. 15? Absolutely. Right. If, you're, if you're ever going to write a book, that's the... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck's sake of the crony. <laughs> go on lift us up out of this, uh, this yeah. uh, slight gloom here Cam with the next couple of seasons yeah sure 15-16 we scored 63 conceded 50 under Klopp so, so our defence actually got worse yes uh, but that was a not a full season for Klopp yeah in his first full season we scored 78 so we scored less than Spurs right uh, in, yeah. in, to that season right. and we conceded 42 right but so he's improved the defence by eight goals in that season and we're currently we're at 59 goals and we conceded 31 yeah so our goal difference is 28 whereas Spurs at the moment is 27 so whereas Spurs are, are, are very you know you can see what Pochettino has done in that he ha- he has really improved the defence and we and we can see that he, you know Spurs are defensively we know they're really good they've got they've got great shields in front of their defence in you know they've oh, got three that, really good uh, that would be my potential point. DMs. In they, can, they, they can bring they can bring Wanyama on. That, exactly. that, that, that's the thing for me. But they can yeah. also have to play Sanchez, who's fucking awful. Yeah, I mean Sanchez was was poor against us, but he, generally this season he's I think he's been quite good. I don't think he's been as bad as what he was yesterday. I think the occasion got to him. Um, yeah, he's, he's yeah, not there though, is he? No, no. But we know he's he's quality, he's class, yeah. and you know he's a brilliant defender. So. um um, what I would say, what my feeling is overall, uh, looking at all that and considering Klopp has got to two finals and Pochettino's only got Spurs to one final and we've got to another two semis and Pochettino's only managed one semi-final at that time. Who's actually showing the real progression here? Yeah, and well, who's being touted as the next Real Madrid manager, which is interesting. Yeah, uh, look, there's not a lot between them. There's not a lot between. There's not a lot, and that's the point. Uh, you know, everybody. You know, what I'm trying to say is, they want us. People are saying we should be, we should have the Spurs model. We're actually, we have got the Spurs model. Mm. The only thing we haven't got is we haven't got their defence. They haven't got our attack. And the, and the, and let's be honest, the best the best non-Egyptian striker in the country. Yeah, they do have the best non-Egyptian striker in the country, which makes a massive difference. It's, it, it's a huge difference because you don't have to pay him for a start, so you don't have to pay a fee for him. Um, and but it's like we got Steven Gerrard free. Yeah, and, and and Harry Kane is brilliant. He is absolutely phenomenal. I've seen yeah, him twice this season in the flesh. He's amazing. But can, can, I, can I, just on Harry Kane, a little little bit of a digression here. Do you remember when he, when 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 he broke through first, and you were watching him, and I was in a in a, a, a definite coterie of gents and ladies who were looking at Harry Kane, going, "This guy is an absolute fraud. There is no way that he can keep, continue to do this. He's basically falling over himself, and uh, things are going in off his arse and his elbow. This won't last, and it kept I wasn't lasting." Of that opinion. Oh well, I was, and it just yeah, never, was. it just never stopped. It just it's a four-season wonder, isn't it? Not a one-season wonder. It's a four-season yeah. wonder. Listen, the guy is objectively excellent, and it, and, and 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 a real a real uh, boon to any team. And you can see why um, he's being touted around as as a potential for the for for the big guys everywhere. I, I have this feeling that he probably won't go anywhere. He seems like a really kind of settled uh, homebird type, but. Um, let's be fair. He, he, he has been excellent. And as Carl says, that makes a massive, massive difference. But here's my, I'm going to go and have my little moan of the week here now. It's in relation to this because in the wake of the results, there was, uh, you know, several interviews with Clapo, people trying to, uh, rile him up a little bit. I think they succeeded on one or two occasions. And I'm not here to defend him in a blanket fashion at all. And I think we've had a little bit of go at some of the absolute tripe that he's been talking recently. Cam, you especially have been quite vocal about the fact that you think he's uh, coming out with an awful lot of guff in press conferences lately, like all managers eventually do. But I would say uh, this idea that he was being comparatively hammered for, um, where he was, you know... (sighs) 
basically it was there was there was the whole mention of Shankly, and anytime that comes out of the woodwork, you know, people get their backs up, and it brings to mind this idea that those of us who are of a certain age have and you've said it cam and carl said it and i've said it which is you know basically we are liverpool we exist to win trophies uh this is what this club is all about now i would argue and i've said it to you guys as well that even though i believe that my guts because i've lived it i would argue that if you have not if you were not born in the 70s or indeed if you were not born in the 80s like some of our listeners that would be the case what does that mean, we are Liverpool, to you? Because you've seen a long, long period of struggle with some smatterings of wonder. Um, and you certainly shouldn't have any uh, God-given right, feel that you've any God-given right to success. And you certainly can't define yourself as a club that is sort of defined by its trophy winning. Is that fair? I mean, is, uh, do we as a fan base, especially those who are older, need to sort of get a little bit of a grasp on ourselves? Are we in danger of being delusional or do you still hang on to that uh, idea and identity with a passion because it is actually there in other ways? Carl, I'll ask you that first and then we'll come back to Cam because he's been doing some heavy lifting there. Well, um, thanks for giving me the three hour answer because I see the three hours isn't going to be long enough. What, what, <laughs> does, what, does, what does we are Liverpool mean? I used to get tons of abuse when um, on various forums uh, during the Rafa days when I used to say, "You." the problem with it is, is you support your Liverpool and I support mine. And my Liverpool is all about trophies and it's all about doing things in a certain way. It's about, and it's things that are gradually ero- slowly eroding. For example, you applaud, when, when the, and this is a silly thing, when the uh, opposition goalkeeper runs towards the cop in the second half, say, you give him a round of applause and he applauds back. No one else does that. And yeah. I love that. It's a silly little thing and I absolutely love it. And I can't stand it when people say, oh, you know, why are we being so nice to them? You do it. So basically you can scream at him for 45 minutes and put him under, you know. Um, uh, we are Liverpool. We are Liverpool is coming back 3-0 Istanbul for a game we can't possibly win and win a European Cup. And it, it's, it's also acting in a certain way. What it isn't is celebrating fourth place. I've got no time for that whatsoever. What it isn't is the manager comparing himself and I'm, to, to, to Bill Shankly. And, 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 and we do it as fans all the time. I remember, again, going back to my forum days, I, my signature was um, someone had said on Brendan Rodgers' first press conference for Liverpool, um, someone had said, do you know what? That could have been Shankly in an Ulsterman's accent. And I thought, like, for fuck's sake, why do we build the plinths all the time? They haven't won anything. And to compare those days with the current manager is unfair on all of us, to be honest, because the, the manager isn't Bill Shankly. He's not Bob Paisley. Nor am I. And nor are the people who are ju- making that judgment. So no one should be comparing the two because it is a different age and they're far more successful than we are with, with more resources. It's just the way the times are. Um, there's a friend of mine who says that the Liverpool way is, um, is you always used to beat people up. It always is. That's, no one says that's the Liverpool way. It's always, we can't do that because that's not the Liverpool way. And it's mm. this intangible thing. And it's basically something that's in our, in our hearts. And the Liverpool way for me is the club doing something consistent and taking the programme. That was nice. It's given Marcus Babel a contract when he's just been given a life-threatening and a diagnosis of a blood disease. That's the Liverpool way as far as I'm concerned. It's acting in a certain way. Mm. And what it, what it isn't is, and I always go back to this thing, what it isn't is what, for example, when, the, when uh, Johan Cruyff died and the club did a quote, not rest in peace, but basically saying how great um, that Johan Cruyff thought Liverpool were great. That's not my Liverpool way. That's awful stuff. Yeah, I agree with you. I agree with yeah. you. I think you're right. I think it's. I think there's an erosion of of some of the 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 beautiful stuff that, um, like the three of us would have identified with the with the club because I guess we were lucky enough to see it all sort of coalesce, uh, the glory and the success and the class. But an awful lot of people have not been that lucky, I guess, to see all those things together. But yeah, points well made, Cam. For you, what what do you think about that? I mean, like I say, Klopp was getting some, uh, let's say some scaldy uh, remarks. 
marks uh, in his direction. Um, if he if he invokes Shankly, he's um, you know dismissed as 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 someone who's trying to play the 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 game that Brandon Rogers did so unsuccessfully. God love him. And if he if he uh, goes against some notion that uh, Shankly might have espoused about, like for example, he did this week about you know uh, you know Liverpool existing to win trophies and all that kind of thing, then he's he's given down the banks about that. He, the guy can't really win, but. Is it fair to say that maybe he is dealing with a different Liverpool or do you, would you be along the same lines as Carl and say, well, it's not really. It's the same club and we need to have different rules and expectations of ourselves, no matter how perhaps occasionally deluded that sounds in terms of football. The club has changed massively over the years. Um, and no current manager, no previous manager since Bob Paisley can be held in the same esteem as Bob Paisley and Bill Shankly, for me. Nobody comes close. Maybe Joe Fagan. Not even Kenny. Not, honestly, not, not even Kenny. Anyone in the double. Yeah, I mean, you know, Kenny didn't even register in my mind. I'll be honest with you. Um, the, there's only two managers that, in my mind. I mean, I don't remember. I, I, I don't remember Bill Shankly in any way, shape or form. You know, none of us do. We can only go by what we know he's done for the club. I remember Bob Paisley. I remember knowing that if any team wanted to win the league, they had to beat Liverpool. That was the Liverpool way. You want that, you want, we are always going to be going to out to win that trophy. That was the Liverpool way for me. What? Just, whole, just, go on. Sorry. Sorry. Just, just to give an example of that. In the, in the late seventies and early eighties, we were always slagged off because we didn't win the League Cup, and of course, Liverpool famously said it's a Mickey Mouse competition, and all sorts of people were winning it. And then one year, we decided to win it. We then won it for the next three years. We won it for three yeah. years. And 1981, 1982, 1983, yeah. 1984. And that's brilliant for me, because that just basically says, Mickey Mouse competition, we've now won it we'll for show anyone you. else. Yeah, who's yeah. next? Yeah, yeah. and, yeah. and that, that's what it means to me. It should be relentless. Yeah. Well, and, 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 and every game should be fuck you. It really should be. Relentless is the word, because it's uh, it's it's being relentless both in terms of winning things and being relentless in doing it with a certain sort of class. And when you see uh, the big permy head and lovely Tash on Graham Sinners lifting that little so-called insignificant trophy again and again and again, that's the kind of relentlessness you want. And I, I don't know, maybe we're all delusional, but I still feel that it could be coming back. And I still feel that if it's going to come back in the near future, it's going to be under this guy, despite all the sort of... Um, uh, naysaying that has gone on in recent times. I think uh, transfer windows always heighten that kind of thing uh, and the judgmental side of people comes out. But again, I I, I, th- I honestly think if you're looking uh, to go back full circle of what, what Cam was doing for us there a little while ago, if you're looking at this club and you're seeing no progress, I don't know if you're looking at the same thing as me. I mean, that's probably fair, isn't it, Cam? Yeah, I mean, we, we are making progress. Um, we're not making the massive strides everybody wants to. That then we don't have a, a sovereign wealth fund supporting us, you know, like Manchester City do to a certain extent, whatever, it, you know, however you want to, you know, the, the Qatari money or, uh, or Abu Dhabi money, whatever it is that's going into the club. Um, you know, they're in a very, very fortunate position. And, and it, and, and it's as the expressions have been said by club, we're not, we're not shopping in the same supermarkets as them. And we're not. Um, we should so be. we should be, but. We have, just yeah, we have just broken the world record for a defender. Yeah, but then in the, in the same token, we can say that was funded by the sale of another player. Yeah. And because right now, that's 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 what it feels like to me. Um, you know, obviously, I, I've done the Spurs comparison there, and and Spurs are the team to be. But, you know, um, as guys mentioned in the chat earlier, you know, and I forgot to mention it, they do have a stadium to pay for as well. They are, mm. You know, but... That's not just being funded solely by Spurs. I'm sure there's some NFL money coming in there as well. Yeah, I think that's a very interest, interesting point, though, that you're raising, Cam, is that, and that both of you are actually talking about, is that, like, yeah, you know, um, we probably should be uh, spending that big money on, until there's sort of very clear 
you know, money, uh, you know, say column, columns uh, for and against, which show that we are indeed spending it on average over, uh, over, over, uh, outspending our, our direct rivals, then nobody's going to be happy. I think that's actually fair. I don't think anyone should be, uh, given, given any abuse about complaining about that because, um, that is the level of expectation that we should have, uh, of our owners as well. I think we, we're entitled to have that level of expectation of them. Very much. You know, and, and, and I don't think, you know, for all the sort of um, ridiculous dichotomy that's come up now, you're either a kind of super fan backing FSG all the way or you're an FSG out sort of uh, flat earther. And it's just it's an idiotic kind of dichotomy. There, there is a middle area. And that middle area is, is where most of us live. We can yeah. sort of cock an eyebrow at them and go, come on, lads dig in uh, and we can also say well in fairness that was good you know that's that's where we have to live isn't it Cam well we do that of players so we should be doing the same of of the owners and and let's be honest we should be doing the same of the fans as well yeah yeah the Liverpool way was we're all in this together we're one we're a family we're you know there's no there's no oh you're this or you're that you know, it was it was the pride of supporting Liverpool. There was a real pride and satisfaction in seeing what they were doing. There was a real pride and satisfaction in knowing that um, we are classy and we're above everything. And over the years, we've been battered and battered and battered and battered. And it's and it started um, with that certain newspaper after the terrible events of Hillsborough. Um, it, it, it actually probably started in, um, um, in, after Heisel. And, you know, and I think that was almost, even though we had a, a few good years after that, it was almost the start and the cracks were appearing and, and it's, 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 it's been horrible to see what we've, what we've seen over the last nearly 30 years. But the, the club is slowly, really slowly turning that around now and we should be f- grateful that FSG have come in and they've managed to do that they may not be able to take us where we want to but right now we are rebuilding and it's a horrible phrase and it's a, it's horrible that we are because that's all we constantly seem to be doing is rebuilding transition yeah transition season our 28th consecutive transition season yeah <laughs> it is but the thing is we we as I've proved, as I've shown, we are going in the right direction. Finally, I think. And we, we have a manager who's got a philosophy on what he wants to do. Mm. And FSG will support him to a point, but they won't, I don't think they'll be able to go past that point. And that point is then when you need to look at either FSG getting more investment in to support the manager more on the pitch, or they need to say, right, We've, we've gone so far as David Moores did. Yeah. And that's going to say that, yeah, that, that's yeah. exactly what he said. Yeah. And he said, I can't do this. I can't keep up. We, because ultimately, why couldn't they keep up? Because him and Rick, Rick Parry fucked up in, in the way they approached what was going on with the Premier League at the time. They got left behind. If you look at when Ferguson came into, into United, he didn't turn them into an overnight force. It was a different game. It was a different, you know, different set of circumstances, different, um, playing field as such but it took him time it was, it was the, slow, that slow, time. the slowest build ever it was seven it was years before a trophy yeah, yeah 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 and but it's it wasn't just the trophy that kicked it on for him it was the fact that he was able to build a squad yeah. uh, and build a team first he built the first 11 then from the first 11 then once he won that trophy it was in that progression of you only need to add two or three players a season or one or two players a season or mm-hmm. one player a season because you've got the core there, you've got the basis there. And obviously he got lucky with the, the 92, you know, the youngsters coming through at the same time. And, you know, that was huge. And you can't, nothing can be placed on the emphasis of how huge that was. And then you've got now the Man City model where you can just throw money left, right and center, get all the players in. And eventually some of them will stick because let's be honest, when they, it didn't work for, for two, three years for them. Even no, with no, the money. No. Rubinho. Rubinho. Adebayor. Yeah. Balotelli. 
Yeah, who'd buy him? Yeah. Uh, so, you know, you, you, even if you have money, you can still make bad Valentine points. did win in the league, by the way. He did win in the league. I mean, he, he, he did give the assist, didn't he? Yeah. You know, for Aguero. You know, and... Um, well, Carl, I know you're not given to sort of uh, um, overly sentimental nonsense uh, at any given point in, in, in our interactions together. I've, I've, I've rarely, uh, I've rarely seen any anything uh, equating to that from you. But what, what I would say is, it, it, is it fair enough to kind of go down the road the cam's going down that I sort of, uh, I sort of uh, stuck my nose down there as well, saying, you know what you have to do is you have to say that for all the frustrations and you're more than entitled to point them out for all the things that you can see going wrong and God knows there are plenty with this manager and even with this cont- uh, current group uh, of owners with whatever level of investments going on, there is still. Very discernible progress. I, 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 that's what I feel in my heart. And I genuinely, it's not, it's not, um, it's not self-deception. I don't believe anyway. Where are you on that whole big question about whether we're moving in the right direction, whether this lot will be able to bring us to where we need to be? Well, we've definitely moved on because the, um, what, what should have been Brendan Rodgers' last game was 6-1 against Stoke. Uh, and, um, and, and the club ridiculously gave him 100 million pounds to spend down full. Well, he wouldn't last. Uh, so, so I know that they are prone to some ridiculous things. I'm not fans of the owners at all, uh, but that's for little things like the Kenny treatment and the ticket prices thing, uh, which the anniversary of is, 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 is just past the actually of the walkout for 77 quid ticket. Um, as for the pitch of investment, we are definitely improving. I think we could go more because it, it's, it's just things I talk about, like I've been talking about recently, like not trying to find a player to replace Philip Coutinho and thing not, not funding Sadio Mane, Liverpool's best player by a mile last season and letting him have four weeks off so the season ended by the time he came back again. It's the short-sighted nature. that My problem with FSG is, uh, uh, Tony Evans talks about this all the time and he's absolutely right, they've just tried to be too clever and they're not clever enough in the things they've been trying to be clever at. They've all this shortcut stuff about money ball and stuff like that. We don't have to spend all this. We can be clever. We can do this. We can, you know, we, we, we can make money this way and we can, um, we can short short funds on the squad. We are definitely getting somewhere, but bearing in mind who our last owners were, it's not the biggest jump because the last owners were deleted for legal reasons, shall we say. Um, yeah. So it, it's definitely an improvement, but they're, they're by no means perfect. And, and, I, and I've said the same thing about the manager. I know that's heresy. He's not perfect. He's, he's making mistakes. But, he's making a lot of mistakes. Yeah, he's making bloody tons. Yeah, but um, substitutes for a start on Sunday. But well, midfield on Sunday. Whoa, 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 whoa! That was at least two negative things in a row. What have I told you about this? There was uh, a midfield. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> it's, it's like you people don't even listen to me. Honest to God. Sorry. Honest to God. Sorry. <laughs> I, I thought that was my first one. <laughs> about, no, and you already. I was agreeing Mark. with Carl on the clock. You already lost, Mark. For bringing up the fucking class of '92. <laughs> Seriously, I had a massive chat with. Uh, did I with, say class? Y- no, you didn't. You, you didn't. Kids. You did. You, you, yeah, the kids of ninety day, which of course brings to mind uh, all that lot, all that shower, and uh, by God, I had a big chat with Sam McGuire about this today, and we were talking about how we should probably uh, see can we uh, package a, 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 a Liverpool equivalent of uh, the from the twenty fourteen vintage under Breno. Uh, uh, we came to the conclusion that it would probably be uh, a load of awfully run businesses, uh, you know, with the likes of. Um, Enrique promoting sort of holidays in Dubai and, uh, you know, uh, the whole thing, of course, would be run by Collie Pasco out of a motor home, uh, <laughs> you know, because I think I think it would be shambolic by comparison. Dude, but that's cla- I think that's a pot in itself, this one. Oh, seriously, that class of 92 thing. It just Spe- speak, speaking of big Col, can I make an announcement? I don't know if anyone followed it, but not Colin Pasco on Twitter. Did anyone follow that? That was you me. still, I think, yeah. That was, was- you. That was me. Yeah, it's it's gone, right? I've deleted it. Yeah, yeah, because I I, I I I I can't believe that was actually you. I yeah, can't actually believe that was you. That was yeah. So all all the talk about John. Um, uh, every time with Liverpool played them, played someone who's the manager being linked with Liverpool, he was Brendan was dressed up in wall paint and the whole thing about John Henderson would run next to the coach. And uh, <laughs> but the, the thing about this that I, I can reveal this is um, Colin Pascoe's son Tyler. We used to tweet me and say that him, he used to read them out to his dad 
It was all stupid stuff like, you know, um, now it's January, I can get, I can finally get out of my summer shorts and put my winter shorts on. <laughs> yeah, I know, that's, a, that's the thing about it. It was the right kind of parody, Carl. Yeah. It was the kind of parody that doesn't necessarily hurt anyone. You know, no. just, just gentle fun. Like, like, like you used to get in the two Ronnies. You know what? Yeah. That, that's, Type of little just poking fun at, at people's quirks and foibles. You know, nobody's getting hurt. It's great. I did, I did something about um, having him in Manquillo, gave him some peach snaps on the plane coming back from Madrid. And, uh, and Pasco stood up and started singing the Colin Pasco song. He put the. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, until everyone, until every, um, he said he can't remember getting home. But oh, that's I used to this thing about John Joe Shelby as well, basically. Saying bossy, you know, when we played um, Swansea, we drew two-two, and yeah. Shelby, Shelby basically put them up in the first minute, and then scored, they basically gave Victor Moses a goal, and uh, I made some stupid jokes about him, like you know, just sitting in both dressing rooms at half time, he was confused, not knowing which team he played for, and this sort of thing. And I just got some really big, like the BBC were following me and everything. Yeah, that's the, like I say, that's absolutely the kind of the kind of uh, uh, salary that we want knocking around just a little bit of generous it might, it might, it might still be there I don't know I've tried to delete it but I think it might still be there I'm not sure well you know you know I'm going digging for it later on if it's there <laughs> if it's there it's getting retweeted all over the shop uh, I have a little uh, I have a little question to sort of before we segue into the final section of the of the pod which is like a, a bumper section to do with our, our divisive food there's a lot drink. of questions out oh, there holy that? shit there's a lot yeah. of them. I will have, we may have to make just a, 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 a sort of choice selection and of course Guy Drinkle supplied one so we have to use that one but uh, I have a little thing I, I've been listening to this um, uh, James Bond based podcast which I'm very fond of called Smirsh Pod and at the end of it the, uh, the host John Rain asks uh, this question and he says basically you know you've, you're, you're trapped on an island with all the James Bonds right so who do you elect as leader right who do you eat and who do you cast off in a in a boat because you can't the, the the island can't support you all? So I want you to think about this now, about the uh, this is tying back. It just came to me there because you boys are talking about what managers you've seen and what managers you haven't seen. So the Liverpool managers you've seen, right? Just the ones that you, you that you you were kind of conscious of, and we, we I think for all of us that probably starts with Bob Paisley, right? So any of the Liverpool managers that you've seen. You're trapped. You're trapped in a desert island with them, right? So, which of those managers do you elect as leader? Which one do you eat? And which one do you float off on a raft and wish him the best? Uh, so, this, well, this, see, this well, is good, right? Put on the raft. Uh, okay. Well, do you have? Do, 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 does anyone have? Do you, do you have a definitive three? Um, okay. Um, the leader for me. Yeah. Only one man. Oh, no, we haven't seen him, have I? No, 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 The leader for me would be, I think, Joe Fagan. I think he was the stern one. Right. I think he okay. was more of a leader than what Sir Bob was for me. Can, can I cheat on this? Can I cheat? How can you Ro- cheat on this? Because Ronnie Moran was caretaker manager. Oh. Between Sunes and Kenny. Kenny and for about three months or six months or something, wasn't it? Like, it's not even that. He, he, he won seven one away at Derby. For for the record, Ronnie absolutely can. So you 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 keep working on your list, and we'll get through Cam's here. So Cam's okay. going to elect uh, Joe leader as leader. Okay, Joe's who's leader. who's getting who's eaten? Who's who's getting, getting, yeah, oh, getting eaten. Yeah, it's mm. it's it's tough. You're on the desert island. Yeah, well, I definitely. Oh, no, I don't want to eat the one I get rid of because he's he's just gross. I think. Uh, it's going to be the, <laughs> well, I'll, okay then. This is the one that gets eaten would be Rafa. <laughs> okay. Why? Just more meat on him. Okay. And who are you casting off on the yacht or the, on the uh, raft? Well, hopefully never be found again would be Roy Hodgson. Oh, yeah. Okay. 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 Right. Right. Carl, you're three. Uh, I'll need Ronnie Moran. Um, I'm, cast, I'm, <laughs> I'm cast, sorry. I'm, you, can, can, can I just tell you what guys said? Yeah, go on. Guy said Rafa is the leader, which right. I get. He's cast off Roy. Yeah. And he would eat Brendan for charisma. For for charisma. For charisma. Yeah. 
It's a good point. It's a good it point is. that Mr. Drinkle makes. Uh, yeah, see if see see if we can get any agreement across all three of you here with uh, one. I, I, I was gonna, well, I was going to do that. I was I was going to meet Brendan, um, yeah. but he's actually, he's actually a very small man, Brendan Rogers. Yeah, he's, he's not a big uh, fella. He's not a big uh, fella at all. No, he's tiny. He's smaller than Michael Owen. I'm you know what? I'd actually forgot Brendan was our manager. I never even thought of him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, well, actually, and again, a good point made by the producer in the background. If you eat yep. early days, Brendan, there's a lot more of them. Whereas if you're eating later, Brendan, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's definitely a leaner cut. So yep. you got, you got to think about these things. So you're, you're electing Ronnie Moran as leader. Ronnie, Ronnie Moran as leader. Uh, you're, you're going to eat, Brendan. Who's getting cast off in the, in the, in the, um, the, the, on the raft? Sydney Wee Hodge. Very sinewy, man. Man, you know, I'm thinking about the Redden Rogers thing. You might need the teeth for a lifehouse. Yeah. <laughs> That's a very good shout. Yeah. Or, you, or, or you could even glint them up at the sky for passing aircraft. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Okay, yeah. okay, so I'm keeping Brendan. I'm Most keeping code. Brendan. I'm keeping Most Brendan on the island. In fact, Brendan's untouched in any category for me. I'm probably going to cast... Um, I'm gonna, probably going to cast Rafa off, I think. Because I think Rafa would probably uh, uh, become one of those dictatorial sort of mad. Uh, I think the, 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 the solitude of the island would get to him, and I think he'd have us all running shuttles and, and Lord, doing drills. Lord of the flies, yeah. Yeah, I think he'd go completely fucking batshit. So I'm getting rid of Rafa much as I love him. Um, uh, I'm definitely going to eat Roy Hodgson because I don't think, if I'm getting into cannibalism, I don't really care about the quality of the human meat, let's be honest. And. Um, <laughs> And my leader is is uh, the only man that I've ever I, I've followed t- through the gates of hell is Kenny Dalglish. So that's who I go with there. Now we have to get to the voice of food and drink corner, and the voice of food and drink corner this this week is a very uh, densely populated little spot. I'm going to have to pick some. Uh, I'm going to start off with Guy Drinkle, producer Guy, uh, the the man in the background there. Uh, the knob twiddler extraordinaire and he asks <laughs> he asks and that's not that's not a euphemism listeners i mean it's actually twiddling knobs in an extraordinary fashion i i would uh, he asks uh <laughs> rich tea or digestive or perhaps a cheeky hobnob but i i prefer these uh, i prefer these uh, dual choices i think it makes things a lot simpler so i'm going to go with rich tea or digestive carl your initial uh, gut response to that rich tea is the worst biscuit in the world it's not a proper biscuit right. it's a wafer it's basically it's that was the stuff where your mom went to the shops and bought back a packet of crisps but um uh, a packet of biscuits you know yeah. that she didn't she didn't like the guest very much so she if got you, shit, shit rich tea biscuits yeah. is what you're saying. Yeah, they're the worst ones. And what, what showed a little bit of love for the guests? Uh, probably your custard cream or your bourbon. Your, yeah, your custard cream, your bourbons. Yeah, same little, <laughs> uh, yeah, the same either or for you, Cam, rich tea uh, or digestive? Well, I find digestive's a bit too dry, so I'm sorry, Carl, but I'm going to have to say rich tea. Mm. It's not yeah. even a biscuit, Cam. It's a, it's it's basically it's like a papal wafer. Well, well let me. Let but it's me, great in tea. Let me clue you. you in, let me clue you into the ways of rural Ireland, because in rural Ireland, some people used to get rich tea and butter one, and then stick another one on top of it. How do you like I, them? Apples? I understand. I understand that. I think I may have done that myself as a kid. It's kind of this. It's going back to your idea of it as a bread. So I guess maybe. Yeah. Maybe I've got another biscuit related one from Pep Almighty on Twitter. Uh, and this, this is an excellent one. Uh, <laughs> Trinkle's having a strop in the background. Listeners. He's editing the whole part. If, if at any, if at any point, um, we just drop out, I want you to know that that's based <laughs> on guy and not our, 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 um, our rudeness. So if, if we end abruptly, it's, it, that's just, just Drinkle uh, having a, having a bit of a mare there. Uh, Anyway, Pep Almighty asks, would you agree that people who separate the layers of a custard cream or a bourbon type of biscuit, just to continue the theme, uh, to lick the filling before eating it are basically war criminal levels of heinous? Uh, I think this is a very, very important question for our times. And again, because it's just the way we've been going, Carl, I'm going to start with you. People who separate the layers of custard cream and bourbon type biscuit and then lick out the filling, is that indeed one of the worst things a human can do? I can't understand that, um, but I, I do do something similar. I will, or I, I will, I will eat off the, the top half of the of the custard cream side. I will yes. nibble around it, yes. So, so, so the extra base is gone, and then you yes. get like a little like a little top sandwich. 
Oh, I love it. Yeah, I, 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 this is amazing. I do exactly the same. So you're, you've created your own special biscuit with no excess biscuit and just uh, a base and a beautiful sweet topping. I do exactly the same. Maybe it, that shows that we've got uh, similar levels of psychopathy. I'm not sure. Cam, what would you say? I cannot understand the logic of why you'd want to take the cream out without the biscuit and then eat the biscuit on its own. I don't, yeah, because it, it, it doesn't make any sense. Wants, isn't it? Yeah, because then you oh, are you buying the biscuit because you just want the cream and then you're just eating the biscuit for the sake of it? Don't overthink this, man. Don't overthink like, it. Like, like a necessary <laughs> evil. Uh, look, going back to the original question, yes, yeah. it is war level crime. <laughs> You, you think it's an awful thing, right? Oh, yes. I think it's you terrible. Should not, should not be licking a biscuit. Okay, okay. I think we can all agree on this. Licking a biscuit is bad. Yes. Yes. Okay. That is. I'm that's a... think, I'm just trying to think now. Do I lick any biscuits? <laughs> Please don't admit to it. Anyway, after your no, earlier admissions, of course. Not after, after your after your pre-show admissions off the air, I don't think we can handle any more any more darkness from you, young brain. Less, less of the parks. <laughs> <laughs> right okay and i think we should keep it to just one last one because we're kind of starting to run close to the uh hour mark uh, and we're going to go back to the originator of this particular um uh, perhaps nightmarishly awful sequence or wonderfully entertaining sequence depending on your particular view listener um andy andy wales asks andy wales. burger Thank king you. or mcdonald's and that's where we're going to finish it with a nice little bit of non-sponsored sponsor talk. So Burger King or McDonald's. Carl, you started it. You're going to finish it. What do you reckon? I would go for Petro Canada Lubricants because I've heard they're the best market for whatever they do. I just Sorry, I just can't <laughs> believe Liverpool have, Liverpool have got a lubricant company. That's just shocking me. I, um, actually, actually, can, can I just thank you very much for um, sort of completely uh, wedging that in some way because it needed to be said. We've Petro, got a lubricant company. Petro Canada Lubricants. And that needs to be mentioned. People need to understand that we have a lubricant company sponsoring us. It will be a tractor next. You know this is called... <laughs> So I'm just saying, when we have a tractor like Manchester Ferguson United, Massey. Yeah, oh God, don't 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 get surprised. Anyway, uh, Burger King, McDonald's, quick share, and and none of your none of your heart foundation guff this week. Just tell me <laughs> <laughs> which burger are you going for? What you want a burger? Well, mine's slightly different. I, I'm not really qualified to do this because I don't eat meat. But, um, ah, the, okay. the vegetarian whopper is not bad. Sorry, the, the 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 BK the Burger King one. It wasn't bad. It's three thousand calories. I should point out. But, Holy um, Jesus Christ! Three thousand calories. Oh, no, it's, 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 I'm, I may be exaggerating. But it's, just but slightly, it's a, but it's a lot. About a hundred. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just a hundred calories. Or so, yeah. yeah. I, actually, yeah, I can't believe it's you very it, che- very cheese and tomato heavy. And well, well, okay, who's the best fries? Uh, I don't really know. Nice places to be honest, I wouldn't really know. They're not. I, I, I don't do fries, to be honest. Yeah, you see, this is what happens when I, I bring. I, I, I bring. I like chips. I bring Andy's proletarian questions to a classy gent like yourself. It's just, it's just, it's just beneath you, uh, Carl. Don't get me started on the house white. Oh. Myself, <laughs> myself and Cam are going to do the definitive on this because I, I, I think Cam's a, a plebeian like myself and I would say there is absolutely no question about this it's a Burger King burger Um, uh, do you have any idea about the fries or the burgers or any any opinion one way or the other Cam? Um, it's definitely flame grilled burgers all the way yes so it's, it's got to be Burger King, King. Yeah. In McDonald's are just, they're just bland burgers you know flame grilled burger that's the fish, almost the fish, as good as having right. a proper burger. The, yeah. the, the, the flare fish thing is absolutely disgusting. What's that? The, 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 the McDonald's fish thing? Yeah. It's literally just like half. Uh, <laughs> guys just need a reference to it, which we will not be repeating. We will. Uh, but, 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 it's, but, but, it's basically, I'd rather a, have my fish finger sandwich and fried exactly, onions. Exactly. Oh, sorry, but I'm sorry, but they do not, do not put a fish finger sandwich in the same conversation as a fish finger sandwich is probably, if I was going to be killed tomorrow, I'd have a fish finger sandwich for my last meal. It's a there fucking wonderful meal. That's a what, wonderful meal. What, what sauce are you putting on that? Yeah, I'm putting ketchup, ketchup on it, man. And it's on really? batch, bre- batch bread and ketchup. Uh, umpteen sorry, fish mayonnaise fingers. on a fish finger sandwich? Is that what you I, said, Cole? Mayonnaise? Oh, no, I've got tartar as well. Oh, the tartar sauce. Oh, fucking get you. Fucking get you. Fucking posh bastard. 
Jesus Christ, Carbeck, you're fucking pulling them out tonight. I went, I went to Waitrose last week. You yeah. fucking lowered the tone hell. of the show with that, didn't you? Hell. I need to get out. We need to wrap this shit up right now before 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 Carbeck starts uh, talking about his brand of sherry. <laughs> um, <laughs> QC, so, no doubt. Oh, <laughs> Bristol cream, thank you. Sorry. Oh, sorry, I forgot you were a snob. Yeah. 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 I'm right. That is where we're going to leave it for tonight's show. I want to thank Carl Kopick and Cam Branch for their usual sterling work. Fair play to you, lads. Thank you very much. And thanks, too, to producer Guy Drinkle for his knob-twiddling prowess and his sarky silent input, which is ongoing there, to proceedings. And thanks to you, lovely listeners, for sticking with us, for clicking play in such numbers. It's a genuine honor for the three of us to do our peculiar thing for you. And, well, I love you. And you know that AI Pro is a thing by now, and I have spared you blurbs and ads and pushes and plugs, but it has the best collection of podcasts on the internet. That is not an exaggeration. You can trial it for free to see if I am indeed full of guff. You can listen to me chatting to Jan Mulby on a weekly basis. He is the best pundit in the business. You can marvel at the stats-based goodness of the under-pressure boys. You can gulp open-mouthed as Nina Kaiser tears into professional journalists. And there is so much more. So tell a mate, spread the word, get signed up and join us cool kids here on AI Pro. We'll be back next week with another hour of wittering. And in the interim, you know what I'm going to say, be good to each other and stay safe out there. Podcast Network.